Hi, I'm Evie. I'm the founder of the Self-Worth Accelerator. I'm a Latina coach, speaker, and podcaster. I've helped my clients negotiate over half a million dollars in salary increases by helping them step into the version of themselves who love more, receive more, and attract more money. My podcast is on a mission to teach women of color how to step into the higher selves so they can negotiate salary increases that feel unreal. I believe that when women make more money, we make the world a better place. Hello, my name is Evie. Welcome to another episode. I am so excited that you're here. So I wanted to share a little story. Um, just being from, you know, a culture of storytelling or storytellers, I realized that's how I captivate a lot of my messages um, to my audience. So I'm really excited to chat with you today. So I'm in the soft girl era time in my life where I truly am taking a lot more, um, you know, treating myself with a lot more compassion and grace. And one of those things that I'm doing is trying not to always be productive or trying not to always do things all the time. Growing up, my mom immigrated from Mexico and that woman (laughs) was never, ever like still. She was always moving. She was always hustling. She rarely ever rested. The only time she really rested was when she got sick. So I grew up seeing that and that's how I kind of operated into, you know, in the world, especially as an adult in corporate America. I was just always busy, always working and never really took the time to slow down or rest. So I'm in this era of really embodying that and practicing rest a lot more and just really just being. Um, So today I ran an errand and I was hungry. So afterwards I went to go grab an avocado toast with ricotta and um, un cafecito. And I had the urge to like, while I was eating and drinking my coffee, I had the urge to work and I actively had to tell myself like, no, 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 we are going to chill. We're going to rest. We're just going to sit here in this beautiful coffee shop and just look out the window and people watch, right? And like not really worry about anything, not really try to do work. And as I, you know, sat there and stared out the window on this like beautiful, gloomy Seattle day, I saw a Lexus courtesy vehicle drive by and it immediately sparked this memory and as soon as I remembered it I was like oh my gosh I need to get home and record this because this story literally teleported me you know back to like 2018 2019 and this story is very personal but I think it's really gonna help people by sharing it so for I'm not sure if you've been along with my entire journey or if you're joining here for the first time. If so, hello. And um, just for some context, I back in 2018, I lost my dad. It was a little bit abrupt. And um, the way I dealt with it and my story of my mother kind of comes into play here. But I kind of just put my head down and worked. I didn't let myself feel my feelings. 
I literally lost myself in work and I just overworked because I figured if I stay productive, then I don't, I escape feeling all those feelings, um, which I ended up feeling anyways, but just a lot more intense and all at once when I went through it in therapy. So do not recommend, but anyways, um, so the way I coped with my father's death and the way I grieved was I kind of just, you know, as the oldest in my family, um, and with the only one who has a career in financial stability, I just put my head down and worked. And, and I figured like, I just have to be the rock for my mom right now. And for my siblings who are crushed and like, I was crushed too, but I don't know, just that older sister, you know, like I just, I stepped in and I put my head down and I didn't, I tried not to think about it and I overworked and I burnt myself out. And about nine months later, I decided to just quit my job, which as a first gen Latina who grew up with, you know, very poor or low income, this was not what I ever would have chosen for myself because for me, financial stability is so important. And that kind of stems from a little bit of my financial trauma, which I'm happy to share at another time. But it was just, the decision was not one that I would have ever saw myself taking. You know, I was leaving a six-figure job. I was leaving health benefits. I was leaving, you know, my 401k and I had nothing in sight. I had nothing lined up. I just really needed to take a break. And I thought that backpacking Southeast Asia would be the way that I wanted to take this break and take time to heal and do something that I always wanted to do for myself, but never thought that I was allowed to do that. Um, like I would see other, my colleagues, you know, go and backpack Europe or Southeast Asia. And I always thought like, oh, wow, that's like amazing, but that's not for people like me. Like I actually have to work and like help my families and help or help my family and provide. And I just, I made it that way, right? Like no one held me back other than myself and believing that like that wasn't available to me. So, um, this is the way I kind of like healed through that. And this taking this journey was like the first step of many to like process my father passing away and healing through that. But, uh, so I'll tell you how the courtesy van comes into play. But so I quit my job. I booked my one way ticket to Bangkok, Thailand, and I have a blast traveling Southeast Asia with my, um, my partner who is now my husband. And, um, you know, at the end of the third month, I, I was having the time of my life. It was literally the best decision I ever have ever made. And, um, you know, once my savings started to dwindle, I thought, hmm, I should probably go back and get a job now. Um, so that's what I did. I came back and I started to, you know, look for a job. And when I came back though, I arrived to my mom's, you know, my mom's place in San Diego and I found myself crashing on her couch. And that's not really the way I imagined myself as a first gen Latina who was like, who I thought saw myself as successful. Cause I, you know, made it out of the hood with like an engineering degree and had a career. Um, but yeah, I never imagined myself crashing my mom's couch and cause I just hated asking for people's help. Right. And, um, 
So I find myself on her couch and I start, you know, I go to coffee shops and I'm applying to all these jobs and I'm getting calls from recruiters. And I had a couple interviews lined up and I had one particular call lined up with a recruiter. And the way I timed this call was my plan was I was going to go drop off my car at the Toyota dealer to get some, you know, to like get something serviced. And I figured I'd have enough time to come home and be prepared for that call with the recruiter. So I drop off my car and I get in the courtesy, you know, the Toyota courtesy van to go back home. And, um, you know, I was like on great progress. I was tracking good time to make it back for this call. But to my surprise, uh, the recruiter called me earlier than I expected. So I was still in the courtesy van and, you know, I, I picked up the call. And this recruiter call was started like any other call with a recruiter. All the typical questions that are usually asked in a call. Um, And she was specific. I told her specifically at this time, I really wanted to get into the space industry. I had some experience doing design engineering work and manufacturing engineering um, at other smaller companies for like fiber optic, fiber optics and like electrical connectors and things like that. So I really wanted to get into the space industry. So when she asked me what I wanted, I told her that like, I wasn't going to budge. I really wanted to get into the space industry and that's what I wanted to do next. And she asked me why I wanted it. And I gave her a really nice reason as to like why I wanted that for myself. And she paused for a long time. (laughs) And those pauses sometimes are good and sometimes they're nerve wracking. And I remember she said to me, you know, getting into the space industry is really hard when you don't have direct experience, which is a lie. And I'll get into that later. But y'all this at this time, um, she said that she only worked with clients or she only took candidates who she thought would had a good chance of getting into the space industry. Now this crushed me. This recruiter stomped all over my dreams of getting into the space industry and told me that, you know, I wasn't good enough. Told me that she only worked with clients or uh, candidates who had a better shot at getting in. And y'all, I sat there in that van crushed when she said those words. You know, I didn't know how to react, so I politely got off the phone and I started crying. I tried really hard not to cry because um, I remember the driver's name. I think his name was Carlos, and uh, he was the Toyota courtesy driver at the time taking me home, and I'm the only person in the van at this point, thank God, and I'm crying, and I'm trying really hard to hide behind him because I don't want him to notice that I'm crying. And um, he obviously notices, and um, instead of ignoring me like I was hoping he'd do, he comforted me, and he asked me if I was okay. And you know, whenever someone's crying and you ask someone asks you if, if you're okay, it kind of makes you like cry more. And so I found myself crying in front of Carlos, the courtesy van driver, and. You know, he asked me what was wrong, and before I knew it, I was like word vomiting my life story to Carlos. And 
you know, I'm hyperventilating and I'm like crying and you can't really hear a lot of what I'm saying. And, um, at the end of my crying session, he said, you know, it sounds like you have so much going on for yourself. You're 26. You have a career as an engineer and you're extremely personable. Like you're exactly what people need to hire. And he said something like, you know, I see a lot of people every day in my job and you're not the type to just let some recruiter dismiss you like that. She doesn't see what I see. So keep applying and you will find that dream job. You may not know this right now, but I do. Yo, like Carlos, this Toyota courtesy driver saw the 26 version of myself. And when he saw that version of me, he saw greatness, even when all I could see was failure. And that man picked my crushed dreams off the floor of this Toyota courtesy van and glued them back together. I'll never forget that moment. Fast forward six years, I find myself working in the space industry and I've got I've had the opportunity to work at really rigorous, you know, startup space companies and also like a more established company. Had I let that recruiter con- convince me that it was impossible for me, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be working as a program manager in this industry. And Something that really stood out to me and like now that, you know, I'm sitting in this coffee shop, I see this courtesy van drive by and it literally transports me back to this moment of crying in Carlos's courtesy van. And I just remember how she said I had no direct experience. She came to the conclusion because I didn't have, you know, I didn't work in the space industry at the time that I didn't have the skills or the qualifications to do so. And just for a little bit of like, you know, context, I have, you know, a mechanical engineering degree. I had worked in design. I had worked as a manufacturing engineer. I had project management and people management skills. You know, I was like, had a Six Sigma certification and and did a lot of lean methodology. Like I literally have or did have and still do had the skill set to work and be part of the space industry. But because she didn't see a big, you know, Fortune 500 company on my resume, she just didn't believe that I could do this. And I almost bought it. I almost bought into it. Why am I sharing this with you right now? The reason I'm sharing this is because the moral of the story is you didn't get this far to only get this far. Don't let the negativity of other people Ruin your dreams and aspirations. And most importantly, don't let your excuses keep you from living the life that you want. You might find timely advice in the most unexpected places. So keep your heart and your ears open. And to Carlos, I don't know where that man is right now, but he changed my life on that day. I hope that he's still touching other people's lives in the way that he did to mine. If you're looking to be part of a community that inspires you to keep developing your career, I want to invite you to join my self-worth accelerator program. Doors are are opening for 2024 
And I'm really excited for this because I'm keeping the same price for my program, except I'm extending it from 12 weeks to an entire year. Y'all, I'm more than doubling the amount of coaching that I will be providing to my clients. I'm just super excited about this. I do, and the reason why I decided to make this change was because I do so much more than help women of color negotiate their salaries. I originally started this coaching program to help women make more money and to negotiate in, in their current roles or in, you know, future roles. And I realized that I want to work with my clients for a longer amount of time because it's not just here's how you negotiate, here's how you make more money. It's it's so much deeper than that. It requires, you know, so much mindset work and so much letting go of old beliefs and healing our money trauma. And that is just, I don't want to rush it in 12 weeks. So I decided I'm going to like more than double the amount of like time that I work with my clients. And I'm going to keep the same price because I just really want to help more people, you know, step into abundance and make more money, whether it's in their jobs or in their businesses, but it really requires working through the mindset. I'm going to help my clients or I have helped my clients and I can't wait to continue to help more people. But what we're going to do is I'm going to help them work through the doubt and develop unwavering confidence through mindset work and professional development coaching. We're going to heal. We're going to cry. And we're going to navigate through tough concepts with extreme grace and compassion. And most importantly, we're going to build this dope community of jefas as we as we do this. And what, what some of, one of the most beautiful things about my coaching program is that once I have clients in my program, I see the ripple effect. I see the domino effect as they start to level up and unheal, you know, their financial trauma and step into their true selves. They help other people. They help other people do it too. It's like one of my clients, I, you know, helped her negotiate a five-figure salary and Do you know what she did? She started talking to her inner circle and her mother about negotiating. And she helped her mom, who was a house cleaner, negotiate her prices. And she raised her prices. And so it's it's like a ripple effect. And I just really am passionate about helping people realize their worth or develop their self-worth if they don't if they, they feel doubtful about that or doubtful about their confidence. So I'm super excited for this. And if you're looking to make some big changes and waves in 2024, I would love to work with you and welcome you to join the Self-Worth Accelerator program. I hope that today's story of mine really made impact on you and hopefully helped you through a tough time. And I just can't wait to share more information, more stories, and I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today. It means the world to me that you tuned in to listen. And if you're loving this content, please rate this podcast with a five-star rating and I'd love to hear your review. You can find me on Instagram at La Mala Mujer blog, where I show all the behind the scenes of what I do and I highlight guests and clients and all the good stuff. Don't forget to join my newsletter where I share blog posts, tips, and the hottest tea. 
Plus, when you sign up, you get my free salary negotiations checklist. Make sure to download yours today. Amiga, this is your year. Oh my God, I can feel it. And if you're ready to step out of survival mode and into your highest self in your career and in your salary negotiations, I would love to work with you. Send me a DM on Instagram. I cannot wait to hear from you. Ciao.